0: 11 to 1 on LMFM. From the explosive 24 minute long testimony in court from Britney on June 23rd to the recent revelations of Britney being monitored even whilst in her bedroom the controversial conservatorship that has controlled her life since 2008 has shocked the public Her father Jamie Spears has now been suspended from the conservatorship signalling a massive victory for the Free Britney movement which was set up by fans in an attempt to end the abuse of conservatorship This case will go down in history not only for being the most shocking but how one movement did everything it could to rock the legal system. I'm delighted once again to be joined by Solicitor Elaine Byrne from Regan McEntee Solicitors and Trim to discuss Britney Spears' controversial conservatorship. How are you doing, Elaine?
1: Good afternoon, Sinead. Thank you for having me on. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's great to have you back because so much has happened since we last spoke. But firstly, let's just remind people what really knocked this whole thing up a gear, because it really was Brittany's testimony in June. There was an awful lot of outrage that was sparked on the back of this.
1: Yes, absolutely. So Brittany on the 23rd of June gave a 24 minute statement in court in Los Angeles before the judge, who's called Judge Brenda Penny. And that was the first time that Britney spoke. And I think it's the first time that many of us really became familiar with the case and with the movement. So during that statement, Britney said that she had little to no privacy and was often forced to work and perform her against, against her will. She went on to say that it's been 13 years and it's enough and she also shared that although she wanted to start a family with her boyfriend, Sam, that she couldn't due to the mm-hmm. terms of the conservatorship and um, that she was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. So um, really, really shocking. And um, yeah, she described it as abusive
0: yeah, it really was. And so what happened last week then, September 29th? I think this was the moment that everybody was waiting for. This was Judge Brenda Penny's uh, decision to whether or not she was going to remove Jamie Spears for the conservatorship. Wasn't that right?
1: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we've. I think since finding out about the case and following it, We've all been waiting for this date. So last Wednesday, the matter came before probate judge, Judge Brenda Penny, again in Los Angeles. And she suspended Brittany's father from the conservatorship. And she appointed a certified public accountant called John Zabel to replace Jamie as a temporary conservator. Now, it was quite a, heat, a heated court hearing. And Brittany's attorney is a chap called Matthew Rosengart. And he described Jamie as a cruel, toxic and abusive man. And he said that Britney wants him out for her life and that she deserves to wake up tomorrow without her father as conservator. Mm. Um, Sinead, I suppose there's always two sides to a story. So so Jamie's response, what he said was that Mr. Spears loves his daughter Britney unconditionally. For 13 years, he has tried to do what is in her best interests, whether as a conservator or her father. This started with agreeing to serve as her conservator when she voluntarily entered into the conservatorship. This included helping her revive her career and re-establish a relationship with her children.
0: Now, we could put it voluntarily there in heavy inverted commas, I think, because again, you know, I feel that there's going to be so much more that's going to come out about this. You know, there was a lot of people in the various documentaries that are circulating at the moment that are saying that there was nothing voluntary about this, that there was a massive overreaction, that she was sectioned and it was a massive overreaction to that. But again, we're surmising. So I'm just going to say I'm putting the voluntarily in quotations there.
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Um, I think what was really interesting, Sinead, um, so when we were chatting the last day, we had said that, um, so Brittany's father, Jamie Spears, so initially he had decided that he would step down Mm. from his role. But then on the 7th of September, he filed a petition to terminate the conservatorship altogether. Um, So what was really interesting on the 29th of September last was this question, um, you know, would there be a termination of the conservatorship or would there be a suspension of Jamie's role? And Brittany's lawyer came out after court and he spoke to everybody outside the courthouse and he told the crowd that he thought that Jamie and Jamie's attorney was seeking for the conservatorship to be terminated as opposed to Jamie being suspended. Because if it had been terminated, it would effectively have absolved him of Mm. any potential wrongdoing. So because he was suspended, he is now obliged under US law to turn over his files to the new short-term conservator, the accountant. So we'll have to wait and see.
0: And he has to do this immediately, doesn't he? Like, I mean, it's not a case of, oh, let's, you know, have an opportunity here to maybe fiddle with things and change things beforehand handing over. This has to be done pretty much straight away.
1: Yeah, he will have to do that straight away. So on the 29th of September, the judge, she actually set a hearing date for the 12th of November, um, you know, which is, is soon. Mm. Um, So I suppose he'll have until that date to get everything over to... Brittany's um, attorney the other thing then that was mentioned on the 29th of September and it follows so the last day we were on we were chatting about a New York Times documentary yeah. it's called Framing Britney Spears so there's a, a second document there's actually you know there's lots of documentaries there's about three
0: or um, four circling yeah yes, at the moment yes. yeah yes.
1: Um, so there's one and it's by the same, um, it's a New York Times documentary, um, I just looked at it, it's called Controlling Britney Spears and it's by the same producer and director who did the original documentary and um, so in this they actually, they get access to some of the people Within the inner circle. Mm. And I thought it was interesting because they just started filming it after the 23rd of June. And a lot of the employees seem to have signed non disclosure agreements. But following Brittany's explosive testimony in June, they were willing to participate. At a risk, because that, that is
0: risky, isn't it, Elaine? Because, you know, these people may never work if they disclose information. So they are taking a massive risk doing this.
1: Yeah, they are. I think, though, circumstances have changed so much that um, if there was to be any repercussions for them, you know, I, with such a public, you know, there would be such mm. a huge public outcry. I just don't think it would happen. So I think, you know, when Brittany came out and when there was the huge public and media support for her, I think they were safe enough or certainly felt safe enough. Um, so one, there's a guy in it and he's a former employee of a security firm called Black Box. His name mm-hmm. is Alex Flasov, And he spoke to the producers and he said that Brittany's father had hired this security firm and that they had planted a recording device in Brittany's home, capturing private conversations with Brittany and her children, her boyfriend, her attorneys, and he goes on to say then that he alleges that Jamie paid the security firm with funds from Britney's estate in his role as a conservator and he has he you know provides proof and materials to prov- to support the accusations so this was mentioned in court on the 29th mm-hmm. of September last and um you know, Brittany's attorney, I suppose he, he commends this guy uh, for being a whistleblower um, and he refers to it. Now, I suppose what will happen in relation to this? Um, I mean, certainly, obviously, Brittany wasn't aware of it. She didn't consent to it. So, you know, it could be deemed a criminal activity and. Um, and um, I think again Brittany's attorney said you know that he would look for information on it and um, he said that he used to work for the Department of Justice so you know doesn't anymore so you know perhaps the um, the Department of Justice or the law enforcement might look into it on a criminal level you know. and
0: As opposed to say d- yeah because what will happen with Judge Brenda Penny then will she discount that from her I suppose what she's looking at currently with the conservatorship or will that work its way into this because did she say something about it kind of being not relevant right now or something along those lines?
1: Yeah she could, so I suppose the the matter with Judge Brenda Penny and the conservatorship, so that's in the civil court, so that's Mm -hmm. a civil matter I think what um, might happen, so we said that the um, next hearing is the 12th of November and that's going to be um, you know, should the conservatorship be terminated or not But um, she also set then another court hearing for the 13th of December. And that's just going to be in relation to costs. So up until now, all of the costs really have been discharged from Brittany's estate. So Judge Penny, you know, I think that she could maybe penalise Jamie from the point of view of costs Mm. um, and that he would have to discharge his own costs. Um, And she could, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that she would consider it. In her findings, but I suppose ultimately it might be, you know, there might be, you know, this matter the conservatorship matter and then, you know, concurrently there possibly might be
0: another court case maybe. Yeah, an investigation. (laughs) And it's very, like, look, we shouldn't be shocked but we are shocked that this has happened. Uh, Like, I mean, you know, you're not allowed to record somebody against their wishes and particularly in somebody's bedroom it just goes beyond what has come uh, come out with regards to this. I have a feeling as well, Elaine, that we're going to hear more of this. We're going to hear more kind of explosive things in terms of Jamie and what he has done in terms of all of this. Um, we, we mentioned one documentary there, you know, Jamie has, re- or, sorry, Brittany has reacted to this as well. Uh, she criticised on Instagram the BBC documentary Battle for Brittany, fans, cash and conservatorship. She says um, they criticised the media uh, and she wrote referring to ceasely scrutiny of her life and career and then do the same thing. And she's like, you know... Um, I just want to inform you that a lot of what I'm hearing is not true. It's unclear which of the three documentaries she's talking about there as well. Like, so she has commented on some of these documentaries. And again, Elaine, I feel and, you know, we're doing it, I suppose, to a certain extent today, trying to kind of get to the mix in the bottom of this. The media and these documentaries are writing the narrative for Britney as opposed to Britney herself writing the narrative.
1: Yeah, exactly, Sinead. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, now, I know Brittany, she has her Instagram account and I know one of your um, listeners um, alluded to that the last day. Yes, that's so she right. She does um, seem to be, you know, free enough on her Instagram account. And uh, yeah, I was some, uh, if I said interesting, <laughs> <laughs> not maybe. But, uh, free um, in every
0: sense of the word, let's yes, just say that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I it does occur to me Um, So back in 2007, when this whole thing started off, there was really intense media scrutiny um, over Britney. And I suppose it just occurs to me that there's such hype around this now and there's the fans and there's the media. And, you know, I just wonder, you know, will Britney, will she get a chance to, you know, maybe, you know, have a family or have some Mm. privacy? Um, And I suppose the other thing that occurs to me then is that, So it does seem that it was abusive and it went on for so long. And that, you know, it went on under our noses. And Brittany, obviously, is one of the most famous people in the whole world. And how did this happen in silence for over a decade? You know, how was it happening for years in the public eye? And um, her lawyer, after the, the court case, he just made a statement and he said, there is definitely something to celebrate, but it's also a solemn day. He said that Britney Spears has been faced with a decade-long nightmare orchestrated by her father and others. And, yeah, that occurs to me that, um, you know, if all of these allegations are true, and and certainly it seems that there is something in it, how did it happen? And, Mm. yeah, as I say, she's so famous and we've all been following her and oblivious to what was going on?
0: Such a huge amount of control over somebody, as you've outlined there, that is supposed to be, you know, powerful in her own right. And and this is the thing: is we're watching her regain her life back and and hopefully get this power back. You know, in terms of Ireland, and I know this has been very interesting, kind of to to explore this alongside Britney Spears. You know, we chatted about wardship, that kind of thing. Um, you know, she has she Britney now herself. Um is engaged hopefully getting married this was something that wasn't allowed under the the conservatorship you know initially what is the situation in Ireland in terms of wardship can people marry can people work when they're under wardship
1: yeah, so, um, yeah, as we we said, we don't have conservatorship here, but as you say, yeah, we have wardship. And now this is a really, the legislation behind it is literally dating back to the 1800s. Um, so we had actually, up until very recently, we had an act... Um, and the name of it is really offensive. It was called the 1811 Marriage of Lunatics Act. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so um, so that's just been repealed literally only this year so that now somebody in wardship can get married. Um, we have a new Capacity Act. It's not fully commenced yet. Hopefully it'll be next year and this is going to be really positive. It moves away from, I suppose, a best interests approach And it moves to a system whereby somebody would get help with decision making. Mm. Um, And also then what's going to be good. So at the moment, um, I can make a thing called an enduring power of attorney. And I can say that if down the line, my mental health deteriorates to a point where I can't look after my affairs, I can appoint attorneys and um so under the capacity act there'll be greater accounting obligations on those attorneys and i think that's to be welcomed and then just the other thing that occurs to me i suppose just from an an irish perspective um is just to mention trusts yes we'll, we'll say if i um say if i have a child and the child has maybe autism and maybe on the more severe end, so I can set up a trust for that child so that I can leave property in trust for that child, and others can manage it for the benefit of the child. but obviously, I need to be really careful who i 'm appointing as mm. trustees to make sure that they have the best interests of my child at heart. but the other thing that um so may you know possibly Brittany at the beginning, you know I just wonder. OK, so maybe, you know, she didn't have, you know, th- there was maybe some issues yeah. there. So we'll say, for example, if Well, I she was going child, through the
0: divorce, you know, there was a big custody battle that has to take its toll on someone's mental health. Plus, you're in the public eye and you there's paparazzi following you everywhere. So, yes. you know, obviously there must have been something there at the start. Yes. Yes,
1: I think. Yes, yes. I think uh, a lot of us who are in that situation might be the same. Um, but just so another example, say if I have a child and, you know, say they're, they're, fine in in certain respects, but maybe they have an issue with gambling or an addiction mm. issue. So I could again set up a trust in those circumstances. And um, just to mention a word in tax, so generally, say Sinead, if I wanted to, ta- to set up a trust, you know, to hold money in trust for Sinead, so in circumstances where you'd be well able to look after it, there would be a substantial amount of tax to be paid on yes. that discretionary trust. But So in the two examples that I gave, so the person with special needs or maybe my child who has a gambling problem, you can get an exemption from this tax, from discretionary trust tax. So I just think it's really important, I suppose, if you have a child or a family member with additional needs of whatever kind, you know, just to to attend to things and don't leave it
0: Mm. in the hands of
1: others. Make sure that you pick who the trustees are and make sure that you get a say as to what is in the best interests, or what you think um, is in the best interest of that child and what should happen in your property.
0: It's going to, this case is definitely going to have a ripple effect, I think, in regards to, you know, the other systems in place in different countries legally. It's very interesting to watch it unfold and it's so interesting, as always, Elaine, to have you break it all down for us. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you Sinead as always I really enjoyed it Thank you so much Thanks a million Elaine Byrne there It's interesting We're going to watch with interest See what's happening In terms of the 12th of November I know a lot of people Love when we have Elaine on the show We love having her If you missed any of that You can catch up with it On the podcast LMFM.ie 11 to 1 On LMFM LM.